Welcome back to Point of View. Earlier today on the radio show, Point of View Live with Chris Berg on AM 1100 The Flag and KTGO 1090 from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Come and join us, 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. I had a chance to visit with the superintendent of North Dakota Public Instruction, Kirsten Baszler. Here is that conversation. As joining us now, superintendent of public instruction in the great state of North Dakota, Kirsten Baszler. Kirsten, how are you? And uh, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thanks. I'm doing very well today, Chris. Thank you. Yeah, it's, thank you for giving us some of your time. I, I know how uh, important and hot of a topic it is with everything going on around education and distance learning and vaccines and everything. So I want to start here. This morning, Moderna came out and said, hey, COVID-19 vaccine, 100% effective in adolescents. Uh, I've got a clip here from Dr. Fauci that we may get to. He says he, he believes we could probably get everybody vaccinated by the fall. Is there going to be any sort of state mandate that you know of that potentially could say, hey, if you're going to go back to school, you need to get the vaccine? I, I don't see that happening at all. Um, just as you know, the uh, flu vaccinations were a family decision, I anticipate that the vaccination for COVID-19 will also be a family decision. Families will need to weigh what their personal and, and, and what their own family needs are and make those decisions for their children based on, on a family needs. So I don't see anything coming from the state or even a local school district. Thank you on that. And the other big uh, communication that I get from a lot of people, <laughs> I know, I, I shouldn't say I know, I presume you do as well, though, because I don't know what it is, but it is such a, like, you just mentioned the word mask and it just, poof, right? Like, everyone just jumps in the conversation. So any idea of what things will look like next fall in North Dakota, or say this fall, in regards to kids, masks, and school? So I, I anticipate it, it is, I'm very surprised as well, Chris, I, I did not know that it was still such a heavily charged issue. And I think some of that does come from maybe not necessarily how they're finishing the school year, but parents and, and those that are, you know, have opinions on both sides, very, very, very concerned that masks will be required by local school districts come this fall. So I think I do think that a lot of the emotion that still remains and still exists is the is based on on what will happen um, next fall. Again, this is just my best guess is I don't believe that schools will be requiring masks. And I'm not even sure that the words recommended will be used because recommended still um, presents, a, you know, it, it, it uh, tends to say that there's a, a, a sense of responsibility on either a teacher's part or a building principal's part or you know anyone in the districts that they would ensure that there's adherence to that recommendation. So language that I expect will be masks optional. So of course, let's be fair and, and honor those that want to wear masks and let's be fair and honor those who choose not to wear masks. Is there any possibility, and I, I don't know if I've seen this in New York, but I know for in restaurants and like stadiums, they're having ideas of saying, <clears throat> excuse me, um, we're going to have the vaccinated people sit in this section and unvaccinated people sit in that section. Is there any possibility that something like that could happen in North Dakota public schools where vaccinated kids are sitting in one area and unvaccinated kids are sitting in a different area? Again, I, I don't see that at all. And, and you know, let's really remember that um, schools we're not foreign. We have we we are not um, we are not uh, strangers to students having the flu or mononucleosis or you know and and the ever dreaded elementary issue as an elementary vice principal head lice. Um, we we are not foreign. This is not a new issue. We deal with that all the time. And and one thing that schools really pride themselves on is teaching our children how to be fair 
and kind and empathetic and setting up a vaccinated or non-vaccinated section of a cafeteria or a classroom or a library really goes against the grain of, of who we are as educators and what our public school systems really aim to encourage and cultivate and nurture. I have heard some stories, and I'm curious if you have though, around administrators, teachers, almost mask shaming kids. Have you heard any anecdotes about that? And if so, like how can families best deal with that? So I have not. Um, that okay. that that um, that breaks my heart if that is occurring. And as a parent or as a, a family member, that um, if that is occurring have an honest conversation. We always encourage our, uh, like when there's differences and challenges that we encourage all of our family members and even the students themselves to talk to the, to try to solve that problem at the lowest level. Talk to that teacher that is, you know, ex, you know, exhibiting that behavior or, or presenting situations like that. See if it can be resolved there. And if not, then of course, reach out to your building principal and, and the, the, then of course the superintendent and just kind of move up the chain of authority to, to try to get that resolved again it's important for our schools to be the centers of, of empathy and understanding and education about differences and similarities and really recognize and honoring everyone's choice, ability to make choices. Thank you. I've got about two minutes left. So I'm going to just give you the floor on this one and kind of walk us through this. But so there was 20 attorney generals that signed on to stop critical race theory from being taught in public schools. Attorney General Stengem is not one of those 20. Um, do you know why he's not? And are you the person that would have that conversation with him to get him to sign on to this? Or what's the process for that? I mean, so, so, yeah, so I so I actually just found out about that letter to the attorney generals uh, last week, Thursday evening. And I had uh, when I found out about it, the letter was already out. The letter had been signed by uh, the attorney generals. I reached out to Attorney General Stengem and asked if he had um, was 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 part of that, if North Dakota was part of that. And he had not seen that letter either. So for whatever reason, North Dakota was not invited to participate in that conversation. And, and I guess I don't know um, from what organization that maybe came from. I'll tell you, Chris, that we have gotten, we have fielded a lot of information and a lot of questions about specifically critical race theory and the 1619 project. And the most of the majority of our inquiries, we're getting several a day. Uh, on April 19th, Secretary Cardona put out a call for public comment. Thank you so much to Superintendent Baszler for her time and her insight. They're always fascinating to get a chance to sit down and visit uh, with her and of course we'd love to know your point of view and what you heard there so please share it with us you can email us text us leave us a voicemail we'll be wrapping things up right after this